Welcome aboard the BK Escape Pod. That's right, it's the augmented and bionic podcast version of the live show. You can hear us Saturdays from 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. Eastern on 100.3 FM and AM 1450 WBHF Radio. You can stream the show live there Saturdays at WBHFradio.org or on the free TuneIn app. Look out, here we go. Portions of this show have been pre-recorded. Uh, yeah, it's a podcast rebroadcast. All of it is pre-recorded. You big dummy! Stand by to receive our transmission. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. That are alive, you are coming with me. The force will be with you. Always. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Well, another Saturday has arrived. That means I am here. And look, Alan's back. Alan Sanders, you were like, uh, you were MIA last I was, weekend. and you I hated it. Busy. You hated it? I mean, it? I, I came by and saluted. I know. What was the salute all about? It Was that telling me it was number one? You like, were. With both hands? You both, were. You were my finger? number one. Actually, I, I, <laughs> no, you were my number one that. twice. Well, I know, I know that. I don't know what I did to deserve that. That was kind of cool. Whether you're on my left number or one. my right, I wanted you to be sure. In case one of your right. eyes was out or something, if you're wearing a patch. Message received. I got it very <laughs> loud and clear, and it was great. You were doing some like uh, video production mm-hmm. downtown yesterday. I was all was cool. over. I didn't get done till eight o'clock that night. So did they run a nice five uh, k last Saturday? Looks like it was. It was. It felt weird though that we didn't have our live remote going with it. Yeah, I mean it was weird, for, but for me it's fifty percent weird, and I'm kind of missed it. Fifty percent of me said. Good, because we're out here by the tracks, and there's loud music, and we're trying to do a radio show, and right. it's kind of hard. But we do rise to the challenge, and we're okay when we have to do remote, you know, whether it be Freddy's or Ace Hardware. Where, where we have to do one, you know, we, we, we endeavor to persevere. Yes. Isn't that what the, that's what the uh, Indian character said on Outlaw Josie Wales. Remember that? He goes, he told us that we must uh, endeavor to persevere. I'm like, okay, that's a good, that's a good saying. I can do that. I do that every day, did, did, <laughs> in think, a way. Did I? Maybe I didn't tell you. I said... I. You I just you watched finally it. watched it recently. I've I thought never you, seen it. I thought you'd seen it a long time I'd ago. I'd seen bits and, and pieces, but I okay. and probably when I was a kid, just not remembering any of it. Right. And I love the interaction of the older woman and oh, the yeah. Indian uh, yeah. <laughs> chief. Because <laughs> yeah. at one point, she made a comment about these Indians. She goes, no offense. He goes, none taken. None and taken. then later, like, we're going to get these old white people. She goes, no offense. He goes, none taken. None taken. <laughs> More people great. need to be that way too. Yeah, it's taught you a lesson. So, yeah, and Clint directs it, and uh, it's a, it's to me for some reason that is my favorite Clint Eastwood western is Outlaw Josie Wells because it just made an impact on me when I was a kid. I think it was the first western I saw him in because 
I keep forgetting what year that movie came out. I thought it was much later. It came like out in 76. Yeah, I was like 74, 76, and, somewhere in there, very yeah, early. And my mom and my mom had dropped, uh, it was one of those times where mom, you know, back in the day where you could j- dropped off at the theater and see something. Well, that's what I chose to see was that. And I saw it in a theater in 76 as a kid, and it just stuck with me. And then later on, I got it on home video. So the outlaw Josie Wales. Very good. I, I reckon so. <laughs> <laughs> he got more of his catchphrases in that movie, and it's just the whole story of him, you know, they double-crossing at the beginning. It's just, a, it's again, it's just one of those, ah, it's revenge time uh, mm-hmm. for uh, things I was wronged. Well, for <laughs> I mean, someone, really I was thinking this, if someone has grown up watching all of our modern revenge movies, the John Wicks and things like that, and yeah. the, this was like innovative when it came out people are like yeah oh, holy moly this is amazing yeah i mean he's getting revenge on all these people that wronged him there was a lot of people that did some bad and stuff just to him the thing about not saying anything and realizing who's dumb enough to want to cross <laughs> right. this guy yeah don't don't mess with and yet people guy. would keep doing it yeah oh it was great and, i uh, loved it my I, God, I got an autographed picture of uh clint eastwood from years ago and um it's it's the outlaw Joseph Wales of him kind of sitting there with his cross pistols in front of him, and that's mm-hmm. the photo that he, that he signed for me. So I think it's great. He's got a new movie out, uh, El Cry Macho. Macho. Cry Macho, yeah. And uh, I'll probably see it because he he directs it, and I'm like, this is the first one I kind of did in um, Gran Torino when I saw that. I think which I think that was the last movie he directed. I think if I'm not mistaken, was it? No, that he did that the one French, about the, uh, the French guys on the train. That, no, that, that no, he, the, that was before that. that was he before did that. the one he where did? he was the drug runner, the mule. Okay, the mule. That's that's the one that I missed. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the mule or the trailer. I don't even think I saw a trailer for it. It got buried, I guess. I don't know how well it did. But when I see the trailer for this uh, new one that's out, mm-hmm. I finally hear, wow, Clint's very old. Unless he's just sounding that way in the film, but I'm like, he sounds more old. And he, well, there's a reason. He is older because it's, it's this latest movie. He he's definitely older. sounds even older than but, in uh, yeah, Gran Torino. Very much so, and I'm really noticing that. He still had a little of the nice, classic Clint Eastwood gruffness in Gran Torino still. I could still see it. Was, mm-hmm. It was there. But yeah, he seems like he's very, very dare I use the word feeble and old in this one, but maybe it not. Almost, you know, know how when somebody's got that deep voice, but when yeah. they get to a certain point, it almost starts to go upper. In, it sounded like yeah. it was almost like it was like your aunt talking to you. Yeah, and it gets a little, like, there's that little horse. He always had like, that horse gravel. Not to anyway. say that I won't, wouldn't like it. I'm yeah, sure. No. I mean, he's so good. But I said, so, did you see the latest... Um, and we're going down a rabbit hole, and that's fine on this show. And Feels I'll tell like you about the, YouTube. I'll tell you about the rabbit hole I went down <laughs> to later. I'll tell you about that, too. And i got a lot of stuff coming up I want to talk about. Believe me, I am going to talk about stuff. I'm not just sitting here yakking just to hear myself talk, but I do that sometimes. 770-386-1450 is our number here. It's BK on the Air. Somebody's calling right now. I think I have an idea who this is. Hello, it's BK on the Air. Hello. Hello, Barbara. Hi. Um, I wanted to tell you guys, I may have told you this before, don't remember. Uh, the smartest thing I ever did was the day I dropped my three kids off at the Fox Theater. Mm-hmm. To see Planet of the Apes. Absolutely. All day you did. long. You Eight hours. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you knew they were being babysat in the theater, and you could go out and yeah. do things you want to do. But it was great, yeah. You could do that back then. My mom did that with us quite a bit. I know, and I think we should have that uh, nowadays. I don't know why they don't. <laughs> well, I don't either. I can't understand why you can't do it now. Yeah, did I, I tell can you? remember years ago when in our area they had free movies on Saturday. Really? Free movies. Wow. And my husband asked the guy one day, how can you afford to do that? 
And he said, oh, we more than make it up at the concession stand. That's oh, of exactly true. I used to work in a theater back when I was a teenager in my hometown, and the rental for the movies are so expensive from the from the Motion Picture Association that they rent from. Uh, yeah, all the money is made. That's why your popcorn and your drink and your hot dog and your pretzels, everything is so high. The pretzels are so expensive mm-hmm. on there. Yeah, that's why, yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, well when I when I, we saw Planet of the Apes, I, I, I might have told you this too. I went out of it and I said, "Oh, this was this is really good movie." It, it kind of oddly reminded me of my family, which was kind of cool. <laughs> what I thought. Oh my God, that's the truth. Yeah, didn't that's great. <laughs> Hey, yeah, that is, oh, that's scary. Yeah. I mean, my uncle looked just like Dr. Zayas. He really did. That is scary. Yeah, yeah it is okay. scary. Well, you guys have a good one. Thanks. See you, Barbara. Thanks, Babs. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. she doesn't oh, mind. Oh, oh, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> or they do the they did the uh, musical on The Simpsons yeah. about uh, that's what, what you're that's talking what about. And then the, 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 the one guy that plays the actor, he comes out and he does the end song. And he's like, nobody's going to make a monkey out of me. <laughs> the Simpsons, man, no one did it better. That show, when that show finally gets canceled and goes off the air, I will mourn a little bit. Because mm. what a great show. Consistently funny. Think about how long it's Too been in time. all of yeah. our lives. We started on it's the Tracy Ullman so show. so long that now it's become not politically correct to do the show that we knew wasn't politically correct. And but that was the point. Go back and look at some of the early ones on the Tracy Ullman show and the animation so like weird, them. and the voices, they didn't find their voices yet, but it's still funny. Hey, it's BK on there. We'll have more silliness and fun when we come back. We'll hear uh, from uh, Pat McCormick and the Golden Ridge of TV and some more crazy stuff and stories and the past and on this day in history and stuff. Take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Sara Lee introduces new individual Danish. They're so delicious. They're Sara-licious. Three great flavors, each with a fruit or cheese filling. So delicious. They're Sara-licious. There's creamy cheese Danish. They're Sara-licious. And spicy cinnamon raisin with a crunchy streusel topping. They're Sara-licious. And new apple Danish. Sara Lee's new individual Danish. Cheese, apple, and cinnamon raisin. They're more than delicious. They're Sara-licious. You can imagine it's the beat from beyond, and nothing can stop it, it's Teron. We need the command laser. I stopped him. Oh, he's on the move again. Teron. Here comes stupid Joe Commander. Joe's like stopped him. Look, Teron's on the move again. You can imagine it's the beat from beyond, and nothing can stop it, it's Teron. Teron, the beast from beyond, comes with command laser, new from Hasbro, Super Joe Commander, sold separately. Groovy. You're listening to BK on the Air. Now back to a guy who put me through a lot of pain in childbirth. I'm his mother, I should know, but I love him anyway. It's BK on the Air. Greetings, fellow classic TV fans. That girl ran from 1966 to 71 for a total of 136 episodes. In her most memorable role, Marlo Thomas played the spunky, struggling New York actress Anne Marie. As the daughter of the legendary Danny Thomas, Marlo had acting talent in her blood, not to mention staggering beauty. 
Her given name was Margaret. She was nicknamed Margot, which as a child, she mispronounced as Marlowe. The name stuck. She honed her acting skills in stage plays and many guest appearances on classic TV shows. In 1965, she starred in a TV pilot titled, interestingly enough, Two's Company. Although the series didn't get picked up, it did bring her to the attention of the ABC brass who offered Marlowe her very own show. Hired on as more than just the lead actress, as executive producer, she not only helped create the premise of that girl, but also had a hand in the development of the main character. Thomas wanted her to be seen as a focused, modern woman full of dreams and ambition. Some actually considered that girl to be the trailblazer for the Mary Tyler Moore show. With Anne-Marie and boyfriend Donald Hollinger engaged to be married by the show's final season, the decision to not have it take place prior to the finale was that of Marlo Thomas. Reportedly, she wanted young female viewers to understand that marriage was not an end-all life goal. Over her career, Marlo has been honored with multiple awards, including four Emmys, a Grammy, a Golden Globe, as well as the Jefferson and Peabody Awards. She also took up the cause as the National Outreach Director for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, which her father co-founded. Based on these philanthropic works and as a positive role model, in 2014, Marlo Thomas was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the highest honor an American civilian can receive. This is Pat McCormick with your retro TV trivia from the golden rage of TV. You can also find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Golden Rage of TV and on Twitter at Golden Rage of TV One. And now back to BK on the Air. Hey, I used to watch That Girl when I was a kid. I watched it. I thought it was a, I don't know, I didn't really kind of get it, but it was just on. And uh, mm-hmm. Have you ever seen That Girl? you ever watched it, the, the sitcom? Nope. Very popular in the in the um, 70s, and I didn't find out till later that uh, Danny Thomas was her was her dad. And uh, falling down the rabbit hole even more, I, f- I remember now that, uh, that Danny Thomas, ha- he had his own show called The Danny Thomas Show. I did and know that. that's where Andy Griffith's show started. Danny Thomas was, as his character, Danny Thomas, he's driving through this little podunk town and he gets pulled over. And who pulls him over? It's Sheriff Taylor. is Andy Griffith in oh Mayberry. And it was on The Danny Thomas Show. And then that was so popular, they decided they approached Andy Griffith and said, hey, how would you like to do your own television show with this character and put your own show together and rest is history? And then uh, you watch it because at the end of all the Andy Griffith shows, at the end it says a Danny Thomas production, and that was part of the whole thing. It's weird, weird how things start and the genesis of another show spins off and and does mm-hmm. things. You know, isn't that isn't that cool how that happens? It is wild. I uh, I had no idea, and I had no idea. You remember you talked about uh, watching uh, being disappointed when you were watching the TV show Alice and you were disappointed that it wasn't Alice from the Brady Bunch on the TV show right. instead of, you know, you're like, wait a minute, that's wait not minute, the that's Alice. That's not her? Well, but you did watch Alice with, you know, Kiss My Grits and Flo. You're familiar <laughs> with the show. I found out <laughs> the past year, I didn't know this, and I posted it on Facebook. Go to the BK on the Air Facebook page. You'll see the video. I, I was unaware and, and forgotten that Alice and the Dukes of Hazard took place in the same telematic universe, television no. universe. They did. There's a whole episode of Alice where Boss Hogg comes to Mel's Diner in his Cadillac with Enos from Dukes of Hazard. That's crazy. And I'm like, wait a minute. Are they really trying to go for ratings here are they are they that in the dumper that they have to resort which, which to one doing was that? which one was in the dump it was to, yeah 
I don't think it was the Dukes of Hazard at that point. I think maybe Alice was winding down. Was it? And, okay. uh, but I'd forgotten well, how long I didn't know if Alice it was ran. during the time when the Dukes, the, two, the regular guys left and they brought their cousins on for oh, a season. Oh, that was terrible. Wasn't that terrible? That and was when they, And when they replaced, uh, was it one guy or both on chips? Remember when they replaced Ponch or John on chips Ponch. with another guy? And I'm like, wait a minute, this is not working for me. Right. Sometimes when you're a kid, it's hard to accept things like that. Like that. The biggest shock I got, and don't ask me why, because it was because we were kids and we're irrational as kids sometimes. Sometimes we can't. I know some adults that are irrational too, but as kids, my friends and I, who were fans of the Six Million Dollar Man, could not understand. And I can't remember what season it was. It was either third or fourth or fifth. I can't remember which one it was. But all of a sudden, Steve Austin had a mustache, and that didn't sit well for us. We didn't get it. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. What's... So that whole season, he had a mustache. I mean. All my action figures are wrong. All the things, are, every art piece of art. It's just is, wrong. It's just wrong. You know, the Bionic Man does not have a mustache. And I think they fixed it because the last season, he didn't have it anymore. So I don't know if that was a fan kid writing campaign that did that or not. So I don't know if you remember that incident either. But you know what? He did. He grew a mustache and it was not, it didn't look right. And then he may have just wanted to do it and had the power. Yeah. And the, or was was there a film that he was working on at the same time? And could have so been. I have no idea why, but there was probably a reason for it. And he was pretty hot at the time. A hot commodity, you know, in, in entertainment. I mean, it was uh, it was uh, Lee Majors, you know, it was you a top-rated show. And I guess if he goes, hey, I, I want a mustache, and they're like, okay, go ahead. You know, the reason I bring that up is, you know, they finally have released the name of the new Matrix movie that's going to be coming out. Yeah. I saw and that. one of the comments they said is, well, because he was also filming John Wick 4, that his Matrix character is going to look an awful lot like his John Wick <laughs> right. character. Because he had, like, facial hair and stuff, I well, guess. because yeah. he's got the longer hair yeah. and the gruffy look, and so wow. they're just going to keep it. So he's so going to look Neo, like John Wick. Neo's he, not going to be. Neo Wick. He's not going to be. He's not. That's a new. That's a new code name, Neowick. Uh, that's a new candle scent. <laughs> it's, you know what it is? It's a candle stick, but it, it's 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 a Matrix scent, Neowick. Yeah. You smell it, and it gives you the sense of deja vu, like you've done that already or something. It's, it's a, the candle that makes you wish you'd taken the blue pill. Or, Why didn't I take the or, blue pill? Or load it up in the back of my neck and go. I now know kung fu. <laughs> I now oh. know how to fly a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great, but you'd, I think you'd lose something if you did that because part of learning how to do something, as we well know, is the learning part of it is what uh, is what is good for your brain, I guess. I don't. I think having the matrix, matrix way of learning things might overload people's brains a little too much. On the it flip side, I'm danger. willing to give it a try. Yeah, maybe once. I'll do it one time. <laughs> I How cool would once. that be that if they could figure out how to map your brain and just oh, say, yeah. okay, we'll just plug you in and we're going <laughs> to yeah. upload how to do something so now sure. it's already in there. I mean, I... I That'd be years, awesome. years ago, I'd go, nah, that's not even a remote possibility. But a scant 10, 12 years ago, I would have said, nah, we're not going to land a probe on an asteroid or a comet and take samples. There's no way we can do that. <laughs> uh, I was wrong. Right. <laughs> nah, we're not going to build a base on the moon. That was a TV show I used to watch. <laughs> well, that's that's right. in the works, too. So I'm not poo-pooing anything no, at this else point, when I hear it. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm all in. Gonna, I'm not going to say that. You know, if, if, they, if they put out the whole... The, the, the little discs where you can put in there and learn something. I'm going to specifically look for the one that says how to become a millionaire <laughs> instantly. I'm going to just, and then I'll be able to do all that other stuff that well, I want to do. Well, you know, you do, could go so. read the book. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. But no, that's true. No, that's true. By the way, speaking of technology, did you hear, uh, and I, I didn't follow up myself, but I was listening to the folks talk about it on an Atlanta radio station that a the bigger group one. ABBA. Yeah. Had recorded I was some talk music. About that. Yeah, today it's a digital album, right? But yeah. they're not going on tour. But you'll be able to see them on tour. Yep. 
they're going to have holograms of their earlier selves performing. Isn't that like I heard that and read it? I'm like that. That is amazing. <laughs> I just thought it was just awesome. I just that's all I can mm-hmm. think. Number one, Abba's doing something new, which they swore years ago they never would do because they were one of those groups. I don't know if you remember hearing about this, but they were. I think they were offered something like one million dollars more money that george lucas has ever earned to to do another tour together and get back together and they when you turn that down you must have enough money already because they turned it down over and over again to not do that for years Mm -hmm. so i don't know what kind of deal they struck with this and i think that for abba to bring that out and go hey we're gonna do a holographic tour and see us live on this stream thing that's gonna be amazing well, maybe that was the and attractive part. You guys don't have to be on the road. You don't even yeah. have to see each other yeah, if you don't, don't want to. We don't have to be in to. the same room with each other, too. We'll just program the uh, the holograms to perform, and we'll bring right. some live musicians to play the music, and you just do your thing. I think that's great. Now, it, now I think it's uh, I think they're releasing a digital, is it an album, too, of new material? This I heard that right there now? was some new, yeah. some new material, but I don't know how much. I'm going to be interested to hear how, how ABBA has number one evolved but still you can hear them and kind of tell it's them because that's usually what people do is they is they make older groups that come out with newer albums you know <laughs> later on the later albums of rush right. they sounded different from they rush's early albums older but, voice. but you knew they were rush by right. listening to them jeff lynn and elo same thing i can tell it's them but it's new songs that's like them zz top same thing all that you but that's <laughs> Young and maybe not so young anymore, old and slow. You know, you are the and that's the girl's voice (laughs) that he's doing. They changed the the update lyrics. You are the senior queen, old and frail, hardly see your knees. (laughs) That's terrible. I had a crush on those gals growing up. Oh man. my Who God! Who didn't? You know, it's like yes. Oh, and I'd never. And I, I'm going to be a. This is a blanket statement, and it's totally just stupid of me to say this, but I've never seen any photos of anybody. Like if I ever hear, oh, so and so, she's from Sweden, she's from Norway, and I would see the photo, and they were a babe every time. No, I am Inga from Sweden. Something about Norway over there in Sweden and the whole area. There's something about the about Nordic them. women that just in general, the ones at least that I see in movies and pictures, yeah. and, and th- there may be some other issues up yeah. there. I have never been there, but yeah. the ones I've seen, it's I've been like, like, I could walk around a really? while. <laughs> there's, 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 there's lots of, You could take a bike tour across Sweden, couldn't you, through the, you I very the much Swiss could. Alps? There's a lot to experience here, I think, <laughs> there to, is. at least to visually enjoy. Like I go yeah, to an art gallery, not to steal the painting, no, not even to touch the painting, to enjoy, to the admire art. the artwork, to look at the beauty. You know, there may be some folks in Sweden that aren't that attractive. There but might I really be. have. They not usually keep seen them underground, them. maybe. Yeah, they're they're on a little island just right off of the coast. <laughs> the government like, doesn't let no, them out. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> terrible thing to say. Why would I say that? <laughs> That's like saying all the people from Alabama are rednecks. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm from Alabama. But don't tell anybody. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Best thing to come out of Alabama is I-20. And I-85, too. (laughs) There's two of them. Two, technically. And we tell that joke in Alabama, too, only we say Mississippi is the punchline. That's true. You you get better as you keep heading east. Mississippi tells the joke, and it's the Arkansas (laughs) that gets the butt of the joke. And and that's where it stops. Because after that, it's Louisiana and Texas, and they go back up on the scale there. So, (laughs) be down there. We're going to take a break right now. And when we come back, we will flash the audience. Alan and I will bring you the news of the weird, the strange, and the bizarre. And, hey, I checked them because they're, they're true. I, I double-checked them just to make sure these things happen, and you won't believe a couple of them. It's BK on there. Stay tuned for all of that. 
And now, these messages. Six million dollar man, ready to operate and command. Colonel Steve Austin is the six million dollar man. Complete with the technology to replace his bionic modules. Check him out with the bionic transport and repair station. Control his amazing lifting strength. See through his wide-angle bionic eye. The man, his bionic transport that becomes a repair station and a working backpack radio. What's the worth of a man? For Steve Austin, it's six million dollars. Colonel Austin is in that plane. I think they're gonna shoot us down. Isn't there any other way? Lee Majors is Steve Austin. Steve Austin is the six million dollar man and he's worth every penny. This portion of the show is being brought to you by The Best Things in Life, which are still free with minimum purchase at participating dealers. Hey, we're back. It's BK on the air. I want to tell you about the new bicycle service and supply shop here in Cartersville. It's Cartersville Bicycle Service and Supply. Uh, they offer maintenance and repairs of all bikes as well as parts and accessories. Whether you're a veteran rider or just starting out, they've got what you need to get out and enjoy the roads and trails of northwest Georgia or anywhere else you'd like to ride your two-wheel bike or whatever, how many wheels you got. Stop in and see the shop. They're located at the corner of West Avenue and South Tennessee Street, and they're open every day. That's right, seven days a week from 7.30 a.m. till 4 p.m. You can call them, too, at 470-315-BIKE. That's 470-315-2453. Or just search Cartersville Bicycle on Facebook, and you'll see them. Cartersville Bicycle. You tell them, hey, when you walk in, BK on the air sent me. Just yell that out, and they'll look at you. And look, okay, that's cool. Now, what do you want to look at? <laughs> Enjoy the ride. It's Cartersville Bike. Time that we uh, flash the audience of the news, the weird, the strange, and the bizarre. And I wish I'd have handed this to you on the break, because I actually, I think, gave you the first one. Are just, we allowed to do this through the takeout so, uh, window? Yes. Yeah, so we'll just sure. send it uh, under it, over it, around it. Through it. Uh, what's that? What's that? I'd love to go <laughs> yeah. through it. Yeah, what's the saying? I had to go around my elbow to get to my... Oh, yeah, Do you ever heard that? You know what I'm talking about, <laughs> yes, right? Uh, to find my own... Uh, the I need a flashlight. Had to go around um, the plexiglass to get to Alan. <laughs> All right, I got the first news. I'll take a large order of fries of that and apple pie, too. I'd love an apple pie. A British man bounced more than... Bounced? Yes, more than 10 miles on an inflatable ball to set a Guinness World Record and to raise money for charity. I had one of those. I forgot what they were called. Uh, bouncy ball is what I thought. Big the, ball where you just jump up and down and hold, had the, the, handle hold the handle on it. Yeah. Like a little that's, pseudo horse. Wait till you hear how far he went. I thought, what do you do? Like yeah, 10 miles. Six, so, I'm like, jeez. David Kay of Blackpool said he came up with the idea for his record-breaking journey on a space hopper, an inflatable ball that allows hopper. a rider to bounce in the sitting position while brainstorming plans for Trinity Hospice and palliative care services as a fundraiser. Now, Kay said he has originally intended he had originally intended to bounce a full 13 miles down the fl- uh, fleed or flied coast, but he decided to stop after 10 and a half miles due to the number of space hoppers he popped along the way. <laughs> wow! And the Uh-oh. strain that the 17-hour oh. bouncing session was putting on his body. Kay said he took care to follow Guinness rules, including having someone videoing him at all times. He said a member of his support team walked in front of him with a broom 
to keep potential hazards from popping his hopper, Trinity Hospice and Palliative Care Services said Kay raised $13,750. They have a dollar symbol. I don't know if it was converted, if it was dollars or pounds, but $13,700 for that charity. Well done. I did. I'm like you. I used to hop on one of those when I was a kid, and mine was a big red one with eyes on the front of it. As a kid, now I remember, I may have had more, but that's the one I remember. Yeah, the first one I had had a head. And you could ride right. it. <laughs> right. I guess that caused too many other injuries in that area. And yeah. so then it became just a handle on a ball. So you had problems popping them due to the usage of it, I and guess. And hitting things like Mine rocks would pop and things. for different reasons due to stress. <laughs> of weight now if you, you can imagine you and us try to do that now it'd be like when i tried a few years ago about two three years ago i was at my nephew's house and i'm like oh you know i love you i used to love jumping on a trampoline can i get on your trampoline and i got on it and jumped about three or four jumps i'm like okay i'm done <laughs> that's enough to remember that nostalgic thing i'll just get right back off of this thing no, right now my, so. my idiot God. younger self would probably go oh it's a bouncy ball i can jump off the roof with this and i'll be okay oh, <laughs> i don't now yeah I mean, I used to jump off the trampoline to dismount. I would just jump off of it onto the ground when I was a kid. You know? Yeah, do that I, now. Even as a kid, that wasn't good for my legs, I'm sure. But I was able to do it as a kid. Plus, I was shorter, so I went, you know. Do, do that now. <laughs> yeah. You'll, you'll, what's it called? I'll, Ankle hippolytus? I'll you'll wheel in here like Professor X and do the show, probably. Put your that. ankles up into your hips and waddle a, like a d- Tim Conway character. I'll be an accordion like Dwarf. Wiley Coyote when he would hit the ground. I'd be all scrunched up and my legs would be sticking out <laughs> on the bottom. That's terrible. I got the next news. Do you? <laughs> Thinking about Wiley Coyote doing the accordion thing. Did you ever see Jim Carrey do that? He was on Johnny Carson one night and he goes, I understand that you do a uh, Wiley Coyote impression. He goes, Yes, I do, John. And he got up and he just started walking with a harmonica in his mouth <laughs> like Wiley Coyote. And, and, you know, Jim's so limber and he was so skinny <laughs> and he looked just exactly like the coyote walking. That's funny. Tonight show. It was so funny. I do have the next news flash from UPI. A team of eight Ukrainian strongmen used ropes to pull the world's largest and heaviest cargo plane just over 14 feet in one minute and 14 seconds. Now, this was wow. this was eight of the Ukrainians. They, they were going to pull this uh, aircraft. The team of bodybuilders hauled the Antonov. Of course, it's the Russian plane because they have the biggest one. The AN-225 Maria. A 628,300-pound cargo plane built in 1988 in the Soviet Union on the tarmac at the Hostomol Airport northwest of Kiev. That is crazy. The feat in celebration of the 30th anniversary of Ukraine's independence was declared a record by Ukraine's national record book. I should say so. Representatives say they plan to submit the feat for recognition from the Guinness World Records. I do like that line. Man. We're certifying this is record. No one's going to argue. Right. We we have our own standards. You right. broke the record. That's right. We just how do you know? Because we said so. We said so. <laughs> that's all it takes. There. Fourteen feet in one minute and fourteen seconds. That's eight. Just men, human beings. Granted, they're pretty strong. Pulling I'd a so. six hundred and twenty-eight thousand three hundred pound giant aircraft. So six hundred and twenty-eight thousand pounds is three hundred and fourteen. Tons. I don't even understand how it's possible. I mean, I'm sure it was on level ground, but like that has a lot to do with it, you know. I mean, come on. But uh, 
can, I don't even know how someone can pull a car, uh, some of the big vehicles that they pull, like two or three guys pulling the vehicle. And let me say this about that aircraft. Did you know for the longest time, the U.S., us, had the largest aircraft for a long time? It was called the C-5 Galaxy. C-5 That was the yeah. biggest jet in the world. Well, you know, the Russians in the 80s went, <laughs> well, we can't have the Americans having the big plane. So they built theirs, which is bigger. I think it has actually one more engine on the wing than ours does. And you know what? They went broke. Now they send it to air shows and they don't do anything with it. It just doesn't even get it used anymore. Be or they get pulled by It's the same guys. size. They just put a lot of bricks in right. it so it weighs more. Just, and it just gets pulled by guys breaking Your records Your silly now. little Hercules weighs 600,000 pounds. Our yeah. 628,000. But you don't do anything with yours. Ours is still active. We still use Does it fly? Ours. No, it doesn't have to. No, we we don't still have, have largest. Don't, don't have enough fuel and money to let it fly. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, no one's stupid it's enough small, to fly this. It's a small detail. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the next new- or, or a large detail <laughs> concerning the plane. It's a large detail. All right. An Australian farmer, he arranged his sheep in the shape of a heart to pay tribute to his aunt when COVID-19 restrictions prevented him from attending her funeral. The sheep? Yes. Wow. Ben Jackson said he couldn't travel from New South Wales to Brisbane to visit his aunt, Debbie, during the final days of her battle with cancer or to attend her funeral. So he placed grain out in the shape of a heart and released thousands of sheep to form oh, the heart. that's how he did it. Yeah. A video of the result was captured with a drone and then shared with the family to display during her service. Jackson started making shapes with his sheep during the early days of the pandemic, and his aunt was a fan of the creations. She last visited him in May before the latest lockdown. That sounded cool. He's making shapes with the sheep. Shapes with the sheep. Shapes with the sheep. Say that very <laughs> carefully. Sheep shapes. That's awesome. He was in sheep shape condition. Sheep shape condition. I got the next news. And some people are going to think that I'm breaking the rules here and doing a sports story, but this is not really a sports story. It's more about something else. They're your rules. You regarding can Regarding a sports figure. So, I don't know. You may have heard of this. A sports memorabilia website announced a pair of Michael Jordan's underwear. <laughs> Hanes? I don't know. thought he always did is, those commercials is, for Hanes. It's being auctioned with a star. was it Fruit of the Loom? <laughs> Maybe both. Who it knows? could be Maybe Fruit of the Hanes. Or Hanes of the Loom. I, don't know. I never understood how putting a bowl oh. of fruit in your underwear was comfortable. <laughs> Those guys always popped out of it, you know, with the apple and that the was, grapes and the banana. That was always my choice. That's the only ones I had growing up, too, was that one. Uh, starting bid of $500 for his underwear. Okay. I'm like, okay. Did he actually wear story? it? Website Leland said the underwear formerly belonged to the legendary Chicago Bulls player and is being sold by a family member. The website said the unusual item shows sign of, quote, definite use, unquote, and has some, quote, loose threads evident at the seams, unquote. Leland said the underwear was one of the several items gifted to Wozniak from Jordan. Uh, Jordan he received the suits, ties, belts, and other things, and uh, bidding closes on September 25th. Uh, I don't even want to know what that means. Shut the front door. <laughs> Light Orchestra on Jet Records and Tapes. Distributed by CBS Records. Marty, shh, you'll scare the fish. But we're missing the big football Relax. game. Relax, my VHS home video recorder is taping it right now. Terrific. Watch. Terrific. 
but suppose it's over three hours. Next Panasonic VHS takes up to four hours of sports, movie specials on one cassette. Wow. This VHS is for me. We caught the whole game. Best catch of the day. Yeah. VHS, the four-hour system from Panasonic and other leading companies. Back. It's BK on the air here. I went down the YouTube rabbit hole, and I'll talk about that later. I was, you know, how you go search online on YouTube, and you're like, oh, come on, I'm gonna look. I do to, now, Yeah, I'm gonna look up SUV or or uh, dog food brands or reviews of so and so, and you wind up watching that. But then when you're done, they show you other things that you might be interested in. I fell down a tube, and I'll a YouTube <laughs> hole, tube hole, a hole of a tube, and I'll talk about that too. But I think we have one more. Uh, I do have one more news flash coming up here. Yeah, yeah Fox News story. This here. one's very interesting. I, I, it's I also long. One. Yeah. All right, let's dive into okay. it. A West Virginia man was arrested last week after he allegedly chased his parents while wielding an axe and a bow and arrow. Uh-oh. This doesn't sound like a happy story. I think you can do you can use those at the same time. I don't think not effectively. His name is Johnny Carson York Jr., age 45, allegedly tried to hurt his family members on Friday at their home in Bramwell, a small town near the state's southern border with Virginia. Johnny Carson. As deputies with the Mercer County Sheriff's Department were reported were responding to the call, an emergency dispatcher alerted them that the situation escalated and York was now trying to shoot them with a bow and arrow. <laughs> Deputies arrived and reportedly learned from a family member that York had been asked to put away some items in a shed before he, it started to rain. York then allegedly threw a lighter at the family member and chased both with a maul. It's an M-A-U-L. A maul, yeah, way, a maul. Yeah. Big no, giant hammer. Giant shopping mall. <laughs> no, not that kind of mall. I want to throw uh, the athletic shoe store at you. Uh, the... <laughs> Watch out, I'm going to hit you for all these the kiosks. If they hit you at once, <laughs> hit you on the head with a Cindy cinnamon bun. The uh, the parents were able to hide and call 911, which is when they said York tried to shoot them with the bow and arrow. The family members told deputies they both had taken out a domestic violence prevention order against York after he broke a TV in the home earlier that day, but the order had not yet been served. Following York's arrest, he allegedly told authorities at the county sheriff's department that quote I had to kill them to get the demons out. <laughs> and quote, I feel like I have to kill everyone I see. End quote. Oh, not just them. That could be a problem. Yeah, that could be a little problem. York was booked into the Southern Regional Jail on charges wow. of malicious assault, brandishing, and dis- uh, and destruction of property, according to online jail records. Brandishing a bow and arrow and an axe. Someone needs some significant help. Yeah. That's a good story for around the Jason uh, Michael Myers time of year. <laughs> right, yeah. We got uh, we got Halloween coming up. That's right. I mean, we, I know it's September, but but come on, October is going to be here before we know it. And uh, I, I've actually told people on uh, Facebook, so uh, I'll let you. Oh, why, sure. why don't you tell everybody what's going on? What we do every Halloween? Every oh, you got to be here. Mark your calendar. You know, you can get all your trick or treating in with the kids. It doesn't matter because we don't go on till nine nine to midnight. Three hours of our Halloween spook. No, no matter what day Halloween falls on, we do it's it on Halloween day. On because ha- there is only one day for Halloween. Yep. It is the thirty first of October. Yep. And this year it's on. A, we had it was great last year because it's on a Saturday. Yeah. But it's on a Sunday this year. But we don't care. We do it anyway. It's a weekday, whatever day it is. We don't. Care. Always a lot of fun. We have uh, it'll be you, me, and Walt in studios. 
enjoying three hours of spooktacular fun. And whatever we decide to do, we hit on the, some of the same things every time we do a Halloween show, but it's always, you know, there's always movies, entertainment mixed in, maybe a little candy article here and there. We try to switch it up a little some bit. scary stories. I got some scary stories stuff. from locally in Cartersville and Bartow County this time that I want to share that, that, that I didn't know about that I've got coming up at least that I'm going to bring to the table on it. But we've got a lot of, and we have a lot of fun too. Like you said, I agree 100% what you said. Halloween for me started out being dressing up in costumes as a kid. Then when I became a teenager, we kind of went to parties and stuff and it became a Halloween party thing. Then when I became an adult, after a teenager, we started like hosting Halloween parties and dressing up and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was kind of fun and, and then going to places and stuff. Now, uh, I don't, I don't go trick-or-treating. I don't go to Halloween parties or anything. And I could, you know, a couple of nights before because sometimes they have them on Saturday right. you know, or Friday before. I could still do that, and we might do that sometime. But now Halloween has morphed for us into doing a Halloween show on Halloween here at this radio station at WBHF. And for, and, and for me, that's a fine Halloween for me to spend, and I love it. Isn't this our seventh? That's great. Is it seven now? Seventh I can't believe we've done this for seven years. And then, I have and to look it up, but I'm pretty sure it is. And then there's only like if, if it's not seventh, it's definitely six. And then three, and then three more, and it'll be the tenth, and that'd be kind of like an anniversary. I wouldn't even be. I can't even put. That's, my what, arms that's where we got to go back and pull best of bits. <laughs> isn't that isn't that what the episode? That'd be the whole show. Isn't that the episode where because we're by that point when we hit the ten year, we're like, hey, too tired. Uh, we'll just well, we'll run a best of. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're too big at that point, so we'll just go. Oh, let's run a best. Isn't of. that what they used to do like the holiday specials of all our TV shows? Yeah. Like, well, let's just put a compilation of some other bits from all the other shows. <laughs> right. Right. Loosely held together with someone who's sick in bed it's a clip show <laughs> yeah a clip show <laughs> or they do it in the case of some shows uh like i think it was star trek next generation remember that uh, sh- that clip show they did of uh, when Riker had the disease you you watched the next generation mm-hmm. not too long ago and they had to go into his mind and 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 fire off memories in his mind to, to make it battle whatever this thing was attacking him and all it was was when they do that they'd go in and show the clip from the mm-hmm. show in the past i'm like must have been a writer's strike then because sometimes <laughs> they have a problem and they have to do things like that or they uh, or they do things like uh, if the uh, if the actor is about to uh, quitting the show or there's a contract dispute like with Carol O'Connor and all in the family he was uh, he was off two or three episodes of the show for a while and then Fred uh, Red Fox missed a whole season of Sanford and Son because of a problem with oh, wow. Norman Lear and I'm like you know if everyone has a problem with you and I th- and I think this about anybody if anybody has a problem with you. And you don't see it. You think the problem could be you, maybe? Maybe it's you. Because <laughs> if, if I would, I'd think that. I'm like, nobody likes me, and everybody can't get along with me. Is it me? And then if I'm that type of person, I'm probably it probably won't let me realize that. No, that's exactly. the part of the problem. You know, yeah. my father-in-law is visiting, and he started binging All in the Family. Now he's been oh, going yeah, through good. shows. Awesome. And he, what a great show! I did. I looked this up, and I think my math is right. In the first season, Carol O'Connor was only 44 years old. Yeah, that that hurts. That hurts because I played. It's funny you say. But that. I look at him; he doesn't look forty-four. No, now he doesn't have as many wrinkles. You realize, but he had white hair. Right. Like his hair he just went older. white. He looked he, older. He looked old early. Now I played the title sequence. Now they they changed maybe for the first two or three seasons of All in the Family. They didn't change the title sequence. It's just him and Edith at the piano singing. Mm-hmm. But later on, every now and then they change it and they'd be wearing. They just would look a little different, and it's a different recording of the song. The last season of the show, Archie was wearing like a sweater with Edith singing the song for the last season. And I was look, I actually played it on the air. I think it was last weekend. You weren't here. I played it at home mm-hmm. for Mrs. BK, and I said, "Watch the watch this last season title sequence of All in the Family. Just watch it." And I played it for her, and she goes, "Yeah, okay. That's the they sing." Mm-hmm. Those were the days. That's, right. That's, that's, Those I said, "We realize, and this is the last season title sequence." Mm-hmm. And I looked at him like, you, were, you and I are that age right there now. I, I told her that. Huh.
And then after I wiped the blood off my nose, <laughs> after telling her that. Well, Jean Stapleton you know, also so, looked way older than she was. She they did. both did. She did. And that was a thing in Hollywood back in the day. I mean, you watch, if you've never seen an episode of Leave It to Beaver with uh, with Jay, uh, with uh, Jerry Mathers and mm-hmm. Tony Dow, and best wishes to Tony Dow, who played Wally, his brother. He's in the hospital with a bad case of pneumonia. I don't think it's COVID, but he's sick right now. And he's on Facebook, and he's very active. Nice guy. Mr. and Mrs. Cleaver looked like their grandparents. They were, I mean, they did look a whole lot older. Than, it's crazy. Than, than they should be. And we, we came in, uh, I guess it's just, it's just it's not that way because I really don't think, oh, something else. I'll tell you this because you missed it last week too. You know, last week before last, I went to see um, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home, the mm-hmm. Fathom Events. Went to see Star Trek Four at uh, AMC Theater in Kennesaw. And as we're watching it, it, I just thought of it because I already knew it, but it just hit my mind again. And right, right when one of the small, quiet parts of the of the of the theater of the movie, I leaned over to Mrs. BK. She went with me, and I said, "I'm the same age as Shatner in this film that he is right there." She's like, "No, really?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah." So I'm like, "Okay," but you know when I see it, I don't think I'm that. I don't think I'm that old. William Shatner, though, thankfully, it, has never looked older than he is. I've no, always thought he, he looks really good. Yeah, and he, he still looks good as And he's old only as he three is. days uh, difference between him and Leonard Nimoy's age. They were only three days apart. That's, that's, that's the part that I was too. going like, what? When I saw the Leonard but, Nimoy uh, yeah. documentary that his son put together. <clears throat> Which was great, by the way. Uh, what was it called? Faith, the Love of Spock, I, Spock, I think. The Love of Spock. It was really yeah, good. Yeah, it was really good. I was like, they're only three days apart. I thought they would have been like 10 years apart. Yeah. Easily. And um, watching Star Trek Four, it was great, by the way. It was a remastered print of the movie so it looked incredible it had a documentary at the beginning that i'd never seen before that oh, they good. put together which was great where they're interviewing some people who are still around and it was archival footage of like nicholas meyer talking which people forget nicholas they're like nicholas meyer why are they interviewing him he did star trek too i said no but he helped write the screenplay for four mm-hmm. <laughs> i said he was he was involved in four too so it was interesting to hear them talk about it but it's it's funny watching people who i am their age i talked to you about this i said when i look back because i'm 55 but when i think of my dad being 55 where i was when he was mm-hmm. 55 i'm like no i'm not as old as he was then i'm just i right. don't feel that way but it, i think it's different for our generation our good old generation it's definitely like different us. I know, I know I've looked at pictures of my dad at 50. Yeah. And I would have guessed that it, based on how I look now, he was 70. I'm yeah. Because like, if I'm right. 50, there's no way I look like that. Right. And it was even more so for their parents. I mean, it's almost like every generation is aging differently. Younger. We are because of technology. <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> technology. Nice? We really, our lives are easier where we don't have to toil as much. That's a lot you know? of it. That may be a lot of it. But it also, the flip side of that is we also don't have to do a lot, so we get fat and we die of heart disease. Right. And that was something that my grandmother always told me. She goes, I was reading an article back when I was talking to her. She goes, I, I'm amazed by people that die of heart disease now because, you know, back when my parents were alive back in the 1800s, we didn't have, you know, enriched flour and all these other things that, that, that we actually consume now. It's more convenient, but they were actually, they had to eat healthier back then because that's it. They're like, we ate out of the garden. Right. And I'm like, that's why they, now they died of other things we didn't have a cure right. for yet, obviously. But um, I had, a, I never told you this, I had, I would have had another, um, I would have had another aunt had she not passed away as an infant. That's usually how that works. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I, had I, she not died, she'd still no, be No, had she here. not passed away of diarrhea. Wait a minute. She was a, she was a baby. Probably. Yes, dysentery. She but, was yeah. a baby in the early 1900s, and they Got were in rural Alabama. And, yeah. And she was only, what, 
not even a year old, and she passed away. That's terrible. And it was, it was just really weird. I'm like, something that, I don't know, a teaspoon of Pepto-Bismol would have solved and helped just like that, that we have now that we can just go by. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just crazy. So I don't know how it turned into age talk and getting old and how hey, we do things. But, welcome uh, back. It's brought to you by Geritol. Doesn't that, doesn't that <laughs> feel... Doesn't that fall into nostalgia that still yeah, that yeah. means the same thing and retro it. it's retro and nostalgic to it so when are you going to take your first uh role and uh, get back on the stage and play a granddad i'm not playing a granddad i can't even do that in real life okay we're doing that dogs your dogs though i have a hunch that we'd all be a lot happier discussing this over dinner what do you say you guys like italian no yes. Yeah, no. no yes no yes I love Italian, and so do you. Yes. Now's the time to get yourself Geritol. I used to think I was too young for Geritol. Well, I'm not, and neither are you. Now's the time to get yourself Geritol. I start every morning with the Geritol tablet, so I'm sure I'm getting enough iron and the important vitamins I need. Geritol, America's number one iron and vitamin supplement. Don't wait for someday. Geritol is for now. There's only one Tic Tac, the original mouth whack. Daddy bought me the best mints money can buy, but nothing matches the whack of a Tic Tac. I drifted for a while, lozenges, breath mints, but you can't beat the old whack. There are lots of substitutions, but there's only one taste sensation like Tic Tac, the original mouth whack. Now there's a Tic Tac with berry on one side and cherry on the other. The Tic Tac Double Whack Pack. Stand by to receive our transmission. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. That are alive, you are coming with me. Force will be with you always. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Hey, we're back. It's BK on the air. No channel Star Wars today. Star Wars Extra, they're taking the day off today, but I do have on this day in history. It is September 4th, and we'll go through it. Right now, 1888, George Eastman patents the first thing of his company in 1888. You want to take a stab at what that might be in 1888? Well, Eastman Kodak would have to be film, or was it a camera? They registered the word Kodak. Oh, the word Kodak. Okay. so there you go. I don't know why they're, uh, I guess the other guy's last name was Kodak, I guess. Is that why? I don't know. Eastman Kodak. Then it finally just was Kodak only. 1940. The network CBS began broadcasting on this day as station W2XAB in 1940. <laughs> CBS. I thought they were a little older than that, but well, I Well, the radio not. was, but TV. Yeah. I mean, people forget how really relatively young television is. They didn't really just start to kick in television till like early 50s with shows and stuff. I That's mean, we had the early guys doing it, but... It's still, TV is, yes, it's old, late 40s, early 50s, but in the grand scheme of things, that's not that old in in history. I thought it was around longer than that. Now, granted, I think they did the first actual television test broadcast in the late thir- in the mid, mid to late 30s. That's where it mm-hmm. starts many years before, then they, they perfect it later. Today in 1950, the comic strip Beetle Bailey 
debuts in 12 newspapers. I remember looking at Beetle Bailey along with all the others, looking at funnies growing up. Did you have a favorite comic strip, whether where you were a kid or when you're an older adult? Did you like There were several. Forward? I always loved Calvin and Hobbes. I loved Calvin and Hobbes. Loved Garfield. Yeah. yeah. Um, Calvin, uh, uh, um, far, uh, far. The Far Side? Far Side. There you the go. Larson, I yeah. saying Far Cry. That's yeah. a video game. Far Side. Still love Far Side. Dilbert. There were some. There were some good. But stuff. I think Calvin Hobbes is still my all-time favorite. We introduced our girls to them, right? By buying the compilations where you get yeah. all of them and so just read them. So cleverly written. <laughs> they loved them, and I would go back and just. I'm like, these are so. good. They were so funny. They're just so good. And there was another one that I really loved that didn't get didn't have a long run, or it may still be running because I don't read the newspaper anymore. It was called I can't. I'll get the name wrong, but it was something something Space Guy, Bruce Rocket Space Guy, and it was just it was very cleverly written. It was funny. Not a lot of people remember it, but uh, I got mad as a kid because I knew for the longest time Marvel ran a very successful Spider-Man newspaper comic strip. It was. Spider-Man, Peter Parker, mm-hmm. and Stan Lee wrote it. And only certain newspapers that were in big cities would carry it. My local paper growing up in Alabama only carried maybe two strips, you know. And it was hard to, hard to <laughs> see a lot Calvin, of them. Yeah, no Hobbs. No Hobbs. It's only the guy. Hobbs is in the competing paper. Uh, and they're arguing with each other. But I'm like, uh, yeah, come on. And then I found out later that I could get the Spider-Mans all in one collection, and I got it, and was and I read them, and I thought it was great. Star Trek had a newspaper clip. Uh, I didn't know strip. that. After the motion picture came out, there, Star Trek had a Star Trek newspaper strip, and they were all in the costumes of the motion picture, and it looked like that era. And, uh, and again, only the big cities carried it. But then I huh. found a coffee table book with all of them in it and got it later as an adult. It cost 50 bucks, but <laughs> I still got it because I'm like, hey, I want that. I want to read that. Today in 1965, the Beatles' single, Help, goes to number one on the charts in 1965, a year before I was born into, into being. And... In 1972... Laura, what do you believe is the price of that pool lot? $15, Bob. $15, is that right? No. Here he goes. One step for every dollar you missed the price. Five. Five. What is the price, please? It is $20. Now take a look at the bank. What is the price of that bank? $37. $37, is that right? It is not, and here he goes. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and there he stopped. Good old Bob Barker and the Price is Right. Uh, you know what? The Maybe that's why those memes have been flying around the last few days about Price is Right, because I have so many that popped in my feet about <laughs> every kid that grew up when you did, would stay home from yeah. school. Or this is who sick. you watched when yeah. you were on TV on yeah. TV when you were homesick. Yeah, yeah. We get, There's get, always the problem. I'm like, dang. Soup and a sandwich. Is this and what's Bob on Parker? when I don't? When I'm in school, this is such a cool show. Why am I at school? I can learn a lot more here about right. what things cost. Right. And of how course, then, my, mom, my mom would say, well, you could watch it during the summer. Like, are you kidding me? There's outside <laughs> to go explore. To yeah. <laughs> yes, Price is Right debuted on this date, 1972, uh, the longest running, the U.S.'s longest running game show on the aforementioned CBS network. Yeah. Uh, say what you want about the, all the guests and whatnot. To me, there'll never be another Bob Barker. He was the original. He was great, uh, and I always was a big fan of Bob Barker. Uh, we should do a show one day, maybe on some game shows. We, we've done it in the past, but uh, I've had I've got my own favorite game show host. Gene Rayburn, to me, was the the funniest, one of the funniest game show hosts, uh, at least on Match Game, that, that ever was. See, Gene Rayburn and, and Bob Barker I always like Richard Dawson. The Richard Dawson was great. Family yeah. Feud. I 
loved his character, like his, oh, his yeah. hosting. But he was just the show was funny. The the, the questions there were yeah they were, they were mildly inappropriate at times. Right. Which was funny. <laughs> yeah, loved that show. You know the other show that I loved when I was a kid was the 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 honeymooner or the honeymoon show. Not the honey. Was it called the, uh, the, the newlywed, newlywed game? game. Yeah. Newlywed game. Bob Eubanks hosted that one. He's another good I one. I would. It was I was a kid and didn't get half the humor. But it was kind of funny. Still cracked. And then when the women would like beat their husbands for like, right. what in the world are you talking Why about? You say that? <laughs> I wonder how many marriages that show broke up. I don't know. It might have broke up a few. So yeah, game shows. We love them. And today on this day in history, 1995, the cult TV series Xena Warrior Princess starring Lucy Lawless premiered on this day in mm. history. Now she went on to be in uh, this TV show Spartacus. Wasn't she in Spartacus? And I don't it was know. a very, very well done show, and I have I only saw some of it. And I need to go back and watch that show because I heard it was really good. It was something like that. Spartacus, one of those shows, or Rome, the, the TV show Rome. I can't remember, but uh, uh, we got some uh, guys walking out in front of the station there, uh, showing uh, their uh, belly button to BK here on the air, trying to distract me because <laughs> I just pointed out. So that it was, was funny. Spartacus. That was kind of funny. yeah. She was in Spartacus. Played a great role in it too, by the way. Um, today is National Wildlife Day. Today, today is National Macadamia Nut Day. You won't believe how many people I've met that don't like them. They're like, I don't like macadamia nuts. I'm like, what planet are you from? Good. There's more for me then if you don't eat them. So, because I, I think like they're great. A chocolate chip cookie every now and then. But you <laughs> yeah. get me a white chocolate chip macadamia nut cookie. <laughs> that's what I'm going to first. Yeah. Oh boy. There is just something magic about that. Oh yeah. The, and, and the cookie little cookie oh. stores we can get them from in the mall, and they're and they're soft mm. with the macadamia chunks in there. I've never. You know, it's, it's funny. I really have never. I can probably safely say that I never met a nut that I didn't like. <laughs> well, I'm here. Well, yeah, but I like you though. But I'm like, but I really like. There's a. I like ones more than others. You Mm -hmm. know, I love cashews probably better than any others. I can can put put away some mixed nuts. Problem with problem with macadamia nuts is, geez, you got to mortgage the house, man, because they're from Hawaii. They're Hawaii mostly, and I'm like, geez. But they're big. Jim Neighbors, Gomer Pyle. That was what he got into when he retired from acting. He ran a macadamia farm in Hawaii and lived there and lived very comfortably for the rest of his life. It is, and today is is World Beard Day. Beard Day. With the de- Thank de- you, beard, beard. We both qualify. See if long if you had that big bushy beard like a Grizzly Adams and drank beer, you'd get beer all in your beard and stuff, and that just wouldn't be nice. I couldn't, I couldn't handle that. Barbecue sauce, food, bird, birds building nest. <laughs> I wouldn't like that. Just be there. We'll return after these announcements. He played the world's most famous masked man. Then the courts took his mask away. How did this resourceful hero of yesteryear hide his identity? Sun sensor lenses that change. Indoors, they're light. Outdoors, they change the dark sunglasses. Oh, silver dollar. What were those sunglasses that stranger was wearing? Those were no ordinary sunglasses, man. Those had sun sensor lenses. Sun sensor lenses that change. Mom, my turn to feed the class turtle. Mmm, cinnamon donuts. The traffic's all tied up. I'll get coffee later. Do I smell crumb cakes? Funny how people with no time for breakfast often find time when breakfast means hostess. Like hostess crumb cakes, fresh from the hostess breakfast bake shop in your store. May I have my donut now? Sure, the turtle can wait. <laughs> Keep them home for breakfast with hostess crumb cakes and donuts. Hey, we're 
back. It's BK on the air. I want to tell you what happened to me this week. I, uh, <laughs> I actually, and I know you've done this before, falling down the YouTube, the rabbit tube hole. Yes. You know? <laughs> it's down. I, was, I was looking up stuff like dog food brands and reviews of dog foods and things like that, and it happens to me no matter what I'm doing. I can be looking up car reviews uh, when Stacy and I define, decide to buy an automobile, which is about once every 16 years. <laughs> we did, it wasn't very prevalent the first time we did it, so we really was researching vehicles and stuff when we did that. And uh, whatever we're looking up, like a repair thing, we'll see how to repair something on mm-hmm. YouTube, look up something watching. I always wound up clicking, hey, you may also want to watch this and fall down another hole. I did. I fell down a, um, I started watching 80s music videos this week. I think it was Monday. Mm-hmm. I sit there. You at, finished up last at night? three in the morning. I did. Yeah. I'm sitting there at three in the morning like, I'm watching uh, uh the, the Warrior by Patty Smith and Scandal. I saw Patty watching Smythe. Patty Smythe and Scandal. <laughs> then I started. I watched the the uh, Duran Duran uh, View to a Kill video from James mm-hmm. Bond. I watched that. Just a plethora of '80s videos. Love so it. I sat there and before I looked, I looked up and like it's 4 a.m. Wow, <laughs> I cannot believe that I am doing this this time. Then that led me to watch the dogs that are welcoming their veteran owners back. They're so happy to see them. I mean, never mind have you, someone coming home from being at work. Have you seen the ones where the dog is actually thinks they're a stranger at first, and yeah. then all of a sudden it clicks, oh, yeah. and when they realize, they just leap onto them? So yeah. You just want to... I mean, you, that's why dogs are great. And with dogs, it's usually the, the scent. Mm-hmm. It's the scent they'll remember. I saw one where a guy had been in the hospital for, for months, and when he got out, he was, he'd lost a lot of weight. You know, he didn't look, didn't look very much like himself, and he was gone for like a month in the hospital. And this dog coming up to the bench, he didn't know who he was. He's like... I mean, where, you know, dogs, you know, he's like <laughs> creeping up and then going back and the guy tries to pet him and he runs away and he comes back. And then finally he gets real close to the guy and gets a whiff of him. And he's like, and he starts exploding with his tail wagging and he knows all of a sudden who he is. That just gets me right here. Yeah. And I know it does you too. Yeah. I mean, we, it's really we cool. try to teach our dogs not to jump up, which is because they're so excited. Yeah. But we don't want them doing that to people that come over. Right. But there's something when I watch a dog just leap literally into his master's arms. It's just Un- and the tail is going crazy. Love. And some of them, they sound like they're crying. The <laughs> yeah, dog is just so excited. Excited. It's, excited. It's great. That's like we are when we're sitting in a theater and we see the Marvel logo come up. That's how I do. <laughs> yeah, my tail starts wagging. <laughs> Stacy's like, would you, would you be still? You're you're dropping your popcorn all over the place. It's, look, look, it's starting. It's starting. It's like, yes, I see it's starting. <laughs> butter all over me. Stop that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's fun. And and I can understand that feeling, that overexcited mm-hmm. feeling. And, and I've said it before. It's been said before, and I'll say it again. We don't deserve dogs. We don't deserve them. They're just, they're just amazing. They're amazing. I, I, I love dogs. Probably my favorite. My grandmother told me that, you know, dogs are the ambassador to the animal world for you, for kids and humans. I'm like, that's very true. Your first interaction usually with an animal is either with a dog or a cat. Mm-hmm. And they, they'll, they'll, they'll bring you into the animal world, make you look at other animals and stuff. Just don't bring the scent of that animal home because your dog doesn't like that sometimes. <laughs> like, oh, you've been petting a dog? Come on. What's mm-hmm. that all about? My, mine, she still loves me. She's, you can tell. She's like, oh, they catch you cheating. Start sniffing everywhere that dog you're sitting anywhere near me. You're like, what is what is that? What yeah. is that? Oh, it's a, it's a black border collie that's two years old, <laughs> and I can tell. It smells like stranger. <laughs> so that was another hole I fell down. The other one was people who engage in stolen valor from veterans, 
and that's something that I despise. I can't believe someone would do that. That's someone I guess too hungry for attention, I guess, mm-hmm. or wannabe. And uh, people busting people for wearing medals and uniforms and and like off duty uniform or duty uniforms, like like what do they call them? The the BDUs, BDUs. or something mm-hmm. where they're Basic supposed to duty be duty uniform. Yeah. And and these guys are you know it's, it's sometimes it's guys in a mall that just don't, just will just go. You know, there's a guy over there, and people are coming up to him and swooning over him and thanking him for his service, for his service in the military. And this guy that was in the military was in the army. He's looking at this guy's uniform. He's like, everything about that guy's uniform is wrong. He's got the patch on wrong. He's got this on upside down. He's wearing this wrong. He's wearing that wrong. And he goes up and asks the guy, and he's recording it with his phone. Mm. He's like, hey man, uh, I just want to thank you for. Your he's buttering him up at the beginning. He's mm. like, for, before the kill, and he's saying, hey, where did you where'd you serve? Where'd you go to basic? And he would tell him, mm. and he'd start asking him questions, and he could just quickly find out the guy had no idea what he was talking about. Right. And then, then later on, after he was busted, go well. Yeah, I'm not. This was just you know, I'm, I'm here to meet a friend, and this was the only clothes he had. And I just threw this on, you know, and came to the mall. He's like, dude, your your story is changing with the wind here. Mm-hmm. It's just you, you just get out of here, and go. And I found out now, stolen valor is a crime. You can be charged with that. Good. And you, you being a military be. guy, your dad being one, my dad being one, and we're both very supportive of the military i think that's wrong and uh, you shouldn't do that and i think you should be busted for yeah. doing that i wouldn't i would i could see where you'd be addicted watching these guys getting caught but it get it yeah. would get me really angry well i was getting angry and sometimes getting angry is part of being like uh i guess your endorphins still fire in your mm-hmm. brain when you're getting angry and you're like i was more falling down that hole because i'm watching it and i'm like I can't believe that so many people have been busted doing this because it's a ridiculous thing to do. And the people that would go out and give speeches and give the air of, oh, yeah, I was a Navy mm-hmm. SEAL. I'll give a speech at your church and charge you an X amount of money to come and appear. They're busting these guys, and I think that's great. You know, I talk about this a lot. We, do, I got, uh, and I'm still addicted to watching reaction videos to things like those are great. a too. young yeah. husband and wife that are watching music videos or music right. or hearing it. But I got really irritated because I said, okay, we're going to watch Queen. Now, is that the name of the guy or is it the name of the group? group yeah. And then they started watching like, okay, so is his name Queen? I'm like, how do you not know Queen? <laughs> how? Of, like, my girls you, yeah. know Queen. Even if you do, it, Okay, I'm not a sports fan. Right. But I know. I've heard of Herschel Walker. <laughs> I've heard of Joe Namath. I've heard of, uh, I mean, Na- Namath's popular sports person. I've heard of them. Mm-hmm. At least I'm like, where have you been? It's like, how could you not you know <laughs> Queen? I mean, I'm not a country music fan, but I know and, who and George always, Strait is. The I know husband who a lot always of the does this, like, are. hey, if you know who the names of this of this singer is, could you just put it in the comments below? You're on YouTube. You could look this up in a second. <laughs> That's right. You're asking your watchers to interact. <laughs> That's I get right. it. Part of it is interact with my page yeah. so I get oh, yeah. more views. But I mean. I wouldn't even do that as a reaction. Uh, oh yeah, I love this guy. He's a great singer. That Leonard Skinner guy. He's a cool guy. Leonard Skinner. Let me know is if he's ever done singer. anything else. Yeah. And what's the other guy's name? He's got a weird name. The guy that uh, sings, a uh, uh, Pink Floyd. That guy. He's. Re- I've never heard of that guy, but he's really good guy. I'm like, weird oh, name. Please help Why me. Why do they call him Pink? Help me, please. <laughs> It'd be like Archie Bunker. Help me, Lord. I think they please. were. Uh, there was a Gordon Lightfoot one. They're like. Gordon Lightfoot is that real? Is that his real name? Like, or is that his, is, is that, that a, like a is makeup? Like a Native name? American or something? It's like, is there <laughs> anybody yeah. else in this band? Because I only see him. It's like, oh, jeez, <laughs> just stop! A... It hurts sometimes. It hurts sometimes because then you see people because they're loving the music. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm glad they do like it, but so dumb. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. But I feel like doing this other thing. I'm like, oh, bless your heart. History did not start when you were born. It was a lot more. <laughs> there there that. were people around before you, and they did things. Yeah. 
and I'm sure I may have done it as a kid myself, interacting with my grandparents and my parents. But but I, I but you know what? I listened to their music as right. a kid. See, I think even I was as a kid. always introduced to my parents' yeah. stuff, so I believed that there was a bigger, wider world than just Sesame Street. If I only thought me. that music existed starting with Mister Rogers and Sesame Street, think how limited my view would be. But I had Elvis be, and the Beatles. That would and, be terrible, Ellen. You'd just walk around singing stuff like, one of these things is not like the, the other. other. I do that a lot <laughs> That's the only now. song that you would know. I go, who? See, you're see, still cooking. Mine changes with tone now, and I'm like, who are these people in my neighborhood? Yeah. And what the do heck I is want, wrong with do them? Do I want them as neighbors? <laughs> it's not about a good thing. About Look, I'm discovering so. my postman and my farm. I'm like, no, I'm discovering the crack addict down the street and the sex offender forgot to register. Who are these people <laughs> living in my neighborhood? And how are they so dumb? Oh no! It's just, yeah, I didn't mean to get you started on that, but yeah, but it's it's crazy. But the reactionary videos are nice. But I do. I'm getting a very keen eye now on spotting the fakes. Yes, I'm like, okay, this is a setup. You've already watched this video. You're just going off of a script. There's a couple of movie it. ones that I said, I'm like, okay, like, I, 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 I suspected a couple times, yeah. and I was like, okay, absolutely no way. <laughs> You're making these connections. Right. Very first time watching saying you've never even heard of this movie. Right. And And a couple of people have made a flub. Like there was a there was a Forrest Gump reaction. And it's like, oh, because life's like a I mean, I'm I heard there's that's where that line comes from. Oh yeah, they still you're fake. Stop it. But uh, But the real ones are are precious. They are. And I did I'd watched some of those recently. I watched some of the reactions to the Spider Man uh, No No Way Home trailer. Some people hadn't watched it yet. I'm like, oh okay, I'm gonna watch this because I love the trailer. I thought it was great. And you can see a couple of them were like uh, before before the arms of Doc Ock even were just almost not even out of the the, the fog yet mm-hmm. coming over to hit the ground when it was in the air guys guys are like oh no it's Doc Ock I'm like you've already watched this mm-hmm. you're, you're tell it you're tell it you're you're telegraphing him right. even showing up in the trailer so I'm not going to watch this one this is it's fake but seeing their reaction to stuff it's fun because I don't know watching somebody else react to stuff is just really fun especially when it's something that you like and right. enjoy like oh it's I've the known movies about this. I love. It just cements my opinion that it's good, and these people are like reacting to it, like, "Oh, this is great." You weren't here last week, but you heard that um, that the, some convention last week, uh, a week before this, last week before last weekend, they didn't tell these reporters and some of these folks at this convention. Again, uh, I don't know what it was, what convention it was, but it was a convention. They springed Ghostbusters Afterlife on them, and they got to see the whole film there oh. at this convention. They weren't even told. And the guys were there, and they showed him the movie. That would be so cool. And there was a lot of hyperbole, because I'm sitting there, and a lot of people come out going, it's the best Ghostbusters movie ever! And I'm like, might well, be a little hyperbole. I don't know. It might be good, but sometimes Well, there's only one hard. Ghostbusters movie that's good. That's true. There so, is. Out of the three so far <laughs> that have been made. So, you're right. And there's, and you know, most of the Indiana Jones are good out of the three that were made. Right. <laughs> so, but I, I hear when, you, when you say that, you're like, well, this may be younger people that say it's the best one I've ever seen. And I can understand seeing something when you're a kid and not liking the one from someone else's generation and liking one that you like. That's why really a lot of kids that, that saw the Phantom Menace movie, Star Wars, mm-hmm. that's their favorite one because it's kind of, the, they saw it when they were. Eleven. When they were and in that, it's imp- their that Star sweet Wars spot. and Darth Maul was cool and everything, and I, I can totally understand that. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite and never will be, but it's just the way it, it's just the way it is, you know. And it's kind of fun. Now, um, 
grandparents all and parents. Got to say about that. That's all. It's about fat. <laughs> I was introduced to all kinds of stuff growing up from my parents. Fat, Fats Domino, Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash. I heard a lot of that stuff that they listened to, and a lot of that carried right over into my adulthood. And some right. of it I still listen to because it's just good stuff. Yes. Yeah. And, and we were raised in a generation to realize that there was a bigger, wider world. That's right. And when it's crazy. Now our kids. This Gen Z have access to everything, oh, yeah. and they only think that only th- that things only existed in their limited lifetime. Yeah, and it's that's crazy. the wrong. That's the wrong way to be. Not all kids are like that. Thank no, not all. Save, I don't mean to save. Not broad, save. Broad, broad. Save. There's some smart kids out there too. It's BK on the air. We'll be back with more when we come back. I'm gonna I've got several stories I want to go over. They're doing push-ups in Peoria. They're jogging in LA. They're exercising everything in lots of crazy ways. But take it from the chopper. Hey, the chopper, yeah, that's me. <laughs> if you want to have great choppers, exercise your teeth. Exercise those choppers really chill, chew, chew. Exercise those choppers on some good hard food. Your motors grind. Your canines tear. Incisors bite right through. So exercise those choppers on some good hard food. Pompanix. Carrot sticks, crunchy fruits and nuts. Things you really have to chew will make your choppers tough. So take it from the chop, cause choppers know it's true. Exercise is great, but exercise your choppers too. Hey chopper, how about running a few laps with us? Hey later man, I'm eating a celery stick. This is hard exercise. If Monday's bad or Tuesday's sad, make a Saturday. That's a Sunday. If Wednesday rains or Thursday's gray, make a Saturday. Looks like a Sunday. Instead a half a banana in a pineapple ring, add yogurt cream smooth. Pop a grape on top and that's a Saturday for you. Mm. Make a weekend treat any day of the week. Make a Saturday. Now that's a Saturday. And now back to the guy who can actually walk and chew gum at the same time. It's BK on the air. No, it's just patting my head and rubbing my stomach I have the problem. <laughs> Try doing that and then blink your eyes and stick your tongue out in and out. Oh, don't add things to it. <laughs> you start adding stuff to it and I'm like, no. It's like somebody showed me, uh, take your hands in front of you and, and with your fingers pointed to each other, your index fingers pointed, and start turning your uh, f- hands and fingers in opposite directions make this one go in a counterclockwise and make the other hand go clockwise that's dang near impossible i had a problem doing it no no they're going the same way they're not going the same yeah, way you're going that way and it's going that way yeah you are you're, okay. it's going. then that'd be this but they're still going the same <laughs> way yeah but you were just in a different place so right. do this one clockwise and clockwise. then this one counterclockwise so this is clockwise yeah. this is counterclockwise uh-huh. oh shit uh, no, so you, you, it's horrible i can't do it you can't That's do hard. it either i'll tell you I, I just can't understand that it's just your brain's not working i don't know <laughs> i don't know who can do it Jeez. That's how I got off on that. See, you're so proud. You thought you were doing it there. I thought for a I was. Like, no, Alan, you're going in the same spot. They're just in different areas. <laughs> one's up and one's down, but they're going in the same direction. See, you're That's hard. Yeah, try. Tell me about it. Well, first of all, I tried to do that several times, and I cannot <laughs> do You're just going to kill you. I feel like I'm like a four-year-old. <laughs> That's impossible. That's impossible. I can't do that. Well, we talked movies earlier uh, on the show today, but I want to get into this right now. A new Mar- Hey, have you hear a new Marvel movie opened last <gasps> night at midnight, I think, uh... on Thursday night. Shang-Chi had a smashing 
Labor Day opening weekend record. Uh, this according to uh, Deadline.com and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It was always going to be a record-setting Labor Day weekend, but exactly how high, it says, will Shang-Chi fly? At this early point in time, we can only tell you that Disney Marvel's uh, movie Shang- uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings looking to do $25 million on Friday, including last night's $8.8 million in previews. That would be the third highest opening day during the COVID era after Black Widow's $39.5 million and F9, that's Fast and Furious 9's, $29.9 million. Mm. Uh, Shang-Chi's three-day total looks to be around $60 million on track with the potential poten- potential to do in the mid to high $60 million range over four days. That's poised to be 126% higher than the previous Labor Day weekend record opener, 2017's Halloween remake, I guess, of Halloween, which I didn't see. It could be it could go much higher, but we got a better idea. Well, they said they'll have a better idea probably on Saturday, which is today, but later today. They'll have more numbers coming out later today. Now, that's according to industry estimates, not Disney, it says. It's still early. Even if it comes in over four days at the high $50 million range, it says, understand that it's still a domestic box office record overall, and even pre by pre-pandemic standards, that's a phenomenal Labor Day weekend and one of the best weekends that we've seen so far. Uh, exhibitors have a lot to be thankful for, as Disney has uh, Shang-Chi on a 45-day theatrical window. So good. they're looking to – it's going to be out there a while, in which uh, that's good that I hope that it will be out and uh, for a while before it's ever streaming. Yeah, because I'm so, not going to be able to catch it go. this weekend. i got too much going on, but I do want to go see Maybe we'll see it during the week. Yeah, see, you can I do don't that. mind yeah. being in an empty theater. I can still no, enjoy the movie. I can still enjoy the theater. But if I'm in a – and like we've talked about before, if I'm in a like-minded theater with a bunch of Marvel fans yeah, that, that know how to be respectful, fun. laugh, hoop and holler when you're supposed to, <laughs> which is great, but be quiet during the quiet scenes when I can hear stuff. And uh, and when that surprise, whatever comes up in it, like a cameo or the post-credit sequence, which I understand, I think there's two in this one, obviously. There always is. Attention, don't leave the theater when this movie's over. If you ever see a Marvel Studios film, if you're new to it, there's stuff going on at the end. Just hang out. Read the credits, listen to the music, have a good time, don't leave yet. And, uh, you know, I do that anyway because I like reading credits to movies and I give people time to get out before I have to walk out in a crowd, you know? I've always said to myself, I pay for all this. Yeah, I'm I'm still, gonna, and I'm going to watch gonna these watch people's names the very at the end, end. <laughs> because I'm paying tribute to them. They worked on the film. I would want people to see my name up there if I was a caterer. There's something special about seeing the Georgia Peach come up in all the Marvel <laughs> at movies. The end, yeah. Or, hey, look, I was best boy for this film. Look, there, there I am. There best boy. When I was a kid, I always used to look for people with my name. Look, there's an Alan. <laughs> What is a best boy? Did we ever look that up? What do they do? Hmm. What is a best? I need to look up what is a best. If you know, 770-386-1450. Or if you've seen If only there Shang-Chi. was a magic box. Yeah, I, don't, I think I'm going to hold <laughs> off and not do that. If I always do that, I always, I'm always depending on this internet to be out there. You know, one day it ain't going to be there. What am I going to do then? Go back to the library? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be gone, too. Leave us a comment below. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what that means. Hit like, smash um, the subscribe. I want to continue the talk here about movies and stuff and entertainment. I saw this from Tom Tapp at Deadline. Uh, an interesting story, and I sent it to Alan. He knows about it. Frank, uh, it's about Frank Oz and the Muppets. You remember yeah. Frank? You remember Frank Oz? To me, uh, now I loved all the guys that worked on the Muppet Show, and, and with all due respect to Jim Henson, but for some reason, Frank Oz was my favorite one. The ones that he, the characters he did was hilarious. I'm going to play a clip from the Muppet Show, and to me, you know, Fozzie Bear was funny. That was that was the big th- big one. Him and Miss Piggy that on the Muppet Show, but Frank Oz also did the voice for Sam the Eagle. <laughs> remember Sam the Sam Eagle? Eagle. Yes. I love Sam Eagle. And here he is talking about Elton John guest starring on The Muppet Show, and it is so funny. 
Kermit, about this Elton John. Yeah? I have seen some pretty weird guests on this show, but this Elton John borders on the revolutionary. Uh, well, <laughs> Sam, Elton John is a very important musician. Then why does he dress like a stolen car? Uh, uh, Sam, musicians have always been fancy dressers. Mozart wasn't. Uh, Mozart wore high heels and wigs and silk stockings. Hold your little green tongue. It's true, Sam. Oh, if Mozart wore high heels, wigs and stockings, I'll eat my hat. And uh, give Elton John a big introduction? That too. Hey, guys, look at this great picture of Mozart, Elton John. What? Those high heels and silk stockings. What? Hey, Sam, you know, you'd look great in a powdered wig. Good grief. I've been hornswoggled. Okay, guys, come on in. Good grief. <laughs> Sam the Eagle, the, the, uh, he was always kind of like the square-jawed Captain America of the Muppet Show, so uh, wanting for decency and whatnot. Well, that's, that's Frank Oz. Go over a quick... Uh, dossier of Frank Oz. Sam the Eagle, Mrs. Piggy, um, Fozzie Bear, Grover on Sesame Street, Cookie Monster, uh, Animal from the group. Mm-hmm. I mean, Frank did some great voices. I mean, he went on to Star Wars to do Yoda. Mm-hmm. The guy was so talented in the stuff that he did. And he went on to be a director, directed movies. The funniest thing <laughs> I ever saw was Frank Oz playing the cop in Trading, in trading Places. places. <laughs> and I was like, you sound just like Fozzie Bear. Busting. As a kid, not yeah. recognizing that that's the voice actor. That's the guy, the puppeteer. I was like, <laughs> that's right. I was like, are you trying to do Fozzie? That's not, that's weird. That is Fozzie. That's his he's voice. The same guy. Well, I got a story here from Frank about Frank Oz. Quote, I'd love to do the Muppets again, but Disney doesn't want me, unquote, he says. He told that to The Guardian in an interview published this week. That's right. The man who brought to life Cookie Monster, Grover, Fozzie Bear, Bert from Bert and Ernie, Yoda, says he's not welcome in Disney's Muppetverse. Now, what about that other tentpole of the beloved Jim Henson-created circus? Sesame Street, he says, hasn't asked me for 10 years. Mm. Frank says. That's a direct quote. They don't want me because I won't follow orders and I won't do the kinds of Muppets they believe in, he continued. Uh, Now, just how does Oz Oz describe the new version of the Muppets? He says, quote, the soul's not there. I agree with that. He said, the soul is what makes things grow and be funny, unquote. That's what he said. After years of wrangling, Disney brought uh, Jim Henson's beloved characters. They bought them in 2004. Oz sees a... A different line between the Jim Henson Muppets and the Disney Muppets. There's an inability for corporate America to understand the value of something they bought. They never understood. With us, it's not just about puppets. It's about the performers who love each other and have worked together for many years, he says. The center of that universe, Henson, Jim Henson, died in 1990. Still blows my mind that, that he's been gone that long. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. 1990? That's been a long time. You know he, he died, died of from, a, right? toxic shock syndrome. Uh, Was yeah. it for complications from the flu? Yep, negoti- uh, it says, as he was negotiating a deal with then-Disney CEO Michael Eisner. On Oz, Frank Oz sees a connection to that, it says. He says, the Disney deal is probably what killed him, he claimed to the Guardian interview. It made him sick. And I'm like, well, it might have certainly helped make him feel worse, you know. Eisner was trying to get Sesame Street, too, at the time, which Jim wouldn't allow. But Jim was not a dealer. He was an artist, and it was destroying him. It really was, unquote, says Frank Oz. Disney never got the Sesame Street characters, but Oz laments he's not able to work with them either. Quote, I miss them and love them, unquote, he said. End of story. But it's, they're different. They're not, has, they're not the Muppets that Jim had intended. It's... And the characters are done by the same people, my dear, dear friends, and they do a great job. 
but they're very sweet now. Their job is to be rebellious. Their job is to say, screw Disney. They're cute. They're cute. To me, I love cute things like little bunny rabbits, but I don't like pejorative cute. These are too, they're too sweet. They're not, and the relationships, there's no conflict as much as in the relationships as there should be. The, the, that's what Jerry Jewell did so well when he wrote. And Jim, we, we, all, we were all entwined like a funny O'Neill play that we all had chains to our chests and every time he moved, it would, and that is fascinating. And there was anarchy amongst that and it's become sweet. And so that, I, I feel sad about that. At the same time, I'm thrilled that people can see the Muppets again. And I'm like, I said to Alan, this message, this article is going to make him feel the same way I did. And this is where, you know, I remember they they interviewed him about uh, the whole, did you know how avant-garde you were, Bert and Ernie, the first gay couple? Like, they weren't. They weren't. We, we never thought of it that about way. That. Yeah, it's they like were, you're reading like that kids into it. having a sleepover. They were just like your they're best friends roommates. living with you. That was it. Yeah, buddies. But, you know, buddies. Again, like you said, the soul is gone, <laughs> yeah. but it's all about the surface level and political wokeness and and political correctness and stuff and look at it it's just eating away at sesame street and the muppets you know it's yeah. like and i see it i mean that's not political talk to me that's just i see that and it's and i'm interested and glad to actually see one of the guys responsible for it agreeing with it and saying almost the same mm-hmm. thing i'm like i'm like it's that's like saying that. that because they did the swedish chef the way they did they now have to put the disclaimer about right. being insensitive to different i was like you're missing the point and do you think yes. those guys we're purposely trying to mock. No, they weren't. You just don't get it, do you, Scott? They just don't get you it. Don't. Be you got to be smart. Hello, I'm William Shatner here to talk to you about training for a better career through ICS. If you've wondered just how home study training works, well, it's no secret. Here's what happens. Once you enroll in an ICS course, you'll receive training shipments that come right to your doorstep. Each package has specific projects for you to complete. The projects are designed to simulate real-world situations. They're fun, with easy-to-follow instructions. Plus, you get all the equipment and supplies you need for hands-on experience. When you've completed your project, you take an open book exam that tests real understanding rather than just how much you can memorize. You mail in your exam, and in just a few days, it'll be graded and sent back, often with comments from your instructor. Then the next project is shipped to you, and so it goes, until you've completed your training and received your ICS diploma or degree. You'll feel confident because you'll join the over 10 million other men and women who have received accredited ICS training. Call now to get your free personalized career pack on the course you're most interested in. If you've been thinking about training for a new career, don't put off getting your free ICS career pack any longer. Call for it right now. And promise tastes like butter. Promise. It's okay if you don't understand what he's talking about. He probably doesn't either. It's VK on the Air on AM 1450, FM 100.3, and online using the TuneIn Radio app. Speaking on the air, I did fall down the 80s rabbit hole, the 80s music rabbit hole. This was actually one of them that popped up this week that I was watching. It was a great song.
I knew you'd remember that one if you just listened to it. That was one of the videos that popped up. I'm like, wow. And number number, number one, I'm watching the video, and I'm like, oh, it's a beautiful 80s chick. And the video was spiked hair running around. I knew I liked the video for that. some reason. So was that one popped up, and I'm like, yeah, I remember really liking that song. On their, uh, on their album, Big Generator, which was actually the album after... The one that had uh, 90215 or what are the, the the album after Owner of a Lonely Heart and Leave It. The other song, Leave It, was on that album before that. So, yeah, the old 80s music videos. Yeah, for you kiddies, we, we did have, and we had music videos. The ones I were, was watching, they had no meaning, they had no story. They were just a music video with just stupid stuff. Hey, we're going to shoot a guy on top of the Eiffel Tower playing his guitar, and then we're going to have a car chase for absolutely no reason. I loved that. <laughs> I thought that was just... To me, that was fun because I was just want to hear the song. And if you mm-hmm. put flashy visuals to it, don't get me wrong, there were some really cool music videos that had stories, and a lot of, as we know, movie and film directors got started directing mu- uh, music videos. Mm-hmm. David Fincher, that directed Alien 3 and Fight Club, started directing music videos. Some movie, big-time movie directors directed music videos. John Landis directed Thriller. Thriller. So it kind of went, you know, back and forth. There was a reason for that. It was great, yeah. <laughs> and it even has the look. John Landis is another one of those guys that uh, his movies have a look to them. I mean, you look at Thriller and you're like, hey, it has that American Werewolf in London-ish movie. Even even his, his cameraman and his lighting, I don't know if he uses the same people, but you can watch Trading Places and sometimes a movie, if a director directs a horror film and a comedy and you can look at both of them for about five or ten minutes and go, oh, I can tell he directed both of them. It's just sometimes... Some people can't do that, and I can't do it with every director. But ones that I'm familiar with, sometimes I can look at a movie. I don't care if it's a horror film, a comedy, or a documentary about Brussels sprouts. <laughs> if that director did it, and I'm very familiar with their work, I'll be able to say, "Oh, you know, this looks like Steven Spielberg directed this, <laughs> or this looks like uh, 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 so, you know uh, uh, Sam Raimi, <laughs> just from the camera angles and stuff." Because when you sit and waste a lot of time watching thousands of movies like we have, yeah, um, you're able to do useless things like that. And I've done a lot of useless things. <laughs> and turn it into a radio show for two hours half, on Saturday and just talk about it. the trivia I have in my head is because it's useless. <laughs> yeah, but see, but I still want you on my team because if we ever do trivia, I like to have everyone that knows a little bit about different things because I can't answer any of the sports questions. But the sports people go, no, we want you on your team because you know all the stupid uh, old TV things right. and the movies and stuff. TV, like, music, like, comic books, okay, movies. Th- okay. Thanks for adding the word stupid to it, but that's okay. I'll, Thank you. I'll take it. It's, it's stupid. You get all the stupid so, sports I'll, stuff down. But hey, if I answer it right, that's a point for us, so that's good. So I'm useful. Yeah, it's 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 cool stuff. Are you saying we're useful idiots? Yeah, Wait, that's whoa. fine. I'll take it. The word "useful"s in there. <laughs> I guess that's better than being a useless idiot. It really True. is. So uh, having a lot of that going on and watching those videos, I had a wonderful time just going down that rabbit hole, getting getting lost. It's on cool YouTube. to do that. There was a period of time I really liked the VH1 pop up videos. Those were great. Because then you could learn a little bit about where they were shooting or maybe something that happened behind the scenes. or It was almost like now what we have with the Blu-rays, with the commentary that you can have pop up if you want with certain movies. Click this if you'd like to learn more about where this scene took place. Because after you've seen the music video so many times, you want to watch it in a different way and learn things. Oh, you know, when they were shooting this scene here, uh, Roger Moore came up and said, hey, good job, guys, and walked off and Duran Duran was happy (laughs) or something like that. And that pop up made a little pop noise. Mm. And I don't know if they rerun that anymore. If I reran pop-up video somewhere, I would probably watch it 
talking. Speaking of uh, James Bond, 007, Duran Duran, did you see the video? I posted it on Facebook. You may have seen it. Uh, again, talking about YouTube videos. A guy was doing a – he was just a guy with a guitar. He was sitting with a guitar somewhere in front of a bar somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where it was. But he's sitting there strumming his guitar, and he has one microphone, and he's providing the entertainment for everyone in the area eating. Well, he didn't know it, but he started singing he, – he started uh, the first chords of uh, – God, what was it? I guess it was maybe Hungry Like the Wolf, but he was doing it acoustically. Mm-hmm. He didn't know that Simon LeBond was there, and he heard that, and Simon LeBond walked up to him and and started singing the song with him. you got to be kidding. I'll send you. I'll, I posted on the BK Facebook page. Okay. I'll send you that link. What, what This guy was like over the over the moon. Of uh, course, you'd have to be. <laughs> and it was like, you'd have to guy, be. he's singing it with him, and I think that's great. And he didn't even know he was there. That's... Those little moments... <laughs> You don't script are that. So that, cool. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard that. Uh, I've heard that. Um, you mentioned um, John Wick, Keanu Reeves. Reeves earlier. I've heard that he is one of the nicest, most decent guys that you'll ever meet in your entire life, and very humble when it comes to. Uh, I hear he takes uh, public flights, public transportation too, when he goes places and stuff. I've heard that, and, and it's been confirmed by a lot of people. And you know, he'll just come up and you know, he, they say he's the nicest in person. If you want a photo with him or something or his autograph, mm-hmm. he's just he's so appreciative to be where he is. I'm like, God, if only all of them were that way. No kidding. <laughs> it would be nice to do that. I'd like to believe you and I, because as long as we've been around already, if that were to happen, we would be the, that same kind of celebrity i wish i think i would because i would just be heck i'm mm-hmm. appreciative of what i've got now right which is not a lot you know but i i do like what i've got so i'd be appreciative of it because i don't understand the attitude from some people but sylvester salone has been known to do that been known to uh kind of you know he'd be at the um kind of just show up and surprise people like at the uh, the rocky statue you know <laughs> that they had and you know a lot of people have their photos taken they're like wedding photos and stuff like that and he happened to be in the area there's a, vo- uh, the a video of him kind of walking up and goes you know while they're doing that and he goes hey can i take the photo for you and they just had a fit they're like <laughs> it's sylvester salone he's right here right now and it's got to be a kick to Do you know to you look like rocky like <laughs> do you know that you look just like him <laughs> That's that's so funny. There was a uh, there was an interview with uh, there was an interview with William Shatner that I remember where he's talking to someone and he's like you know there's a comic that makes fun of me. What's the name of that comic um, who does me a lot? Kevin Pollock. So I've forgotten who, but somebody wanted me to direct a comedy, a half hour comedy, and um, I, and they said we can get so and so or we can get Kevin Pollock. I said, Let's get Kevin Pollock. He's great. He just—he he had just come off of—he uh, just come off of Usual Suspects. I get, get Kevin Pollock, and, and we just set up a lunch. So they set up a lunch, and I go to meet Kevin Pollock. Now, Kevin is a little apprehensive about meeting me. <laughs> so we start talking. I said to him uh, during the course of the conversation, uh, "I hear you do me." <laughs> he says, uh, "Yeah, I do." I said, do me. <laughs> so he goes, Jim, get a go. And he does this thing. I said, Kevin, that's not me. I don't go, Kevin. He says, yes, you do. I said, no, I don't. <laughs> and I found myself arguing with Kevin Pollack as to who I am. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought that was the funniest story I'd ever heard him tell. And I'm like, that's that's really going to be Kevin funny. Pollock's Christopher Walken is it's the best. Fantastic. Now a lot of people do a great Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. It's four or five people that are great. And my buddy uh, Brian, Brian, uh, uh, we were talking about that one day. We're like, let's dig up who we think is the best. He he thinks somebody else is the best. I can't remember. It's a younger guy with blonde hair. Can't remember who he is. He knows who he is. But he was really good. I'm like, but but you've got to watch Kevin Pollock too. And there we had our uh, we went down the Kevin the Christopher Walken rabbit hole of impressions of of Christopher Walken, and it was great. Ironically, I was doing research for a, a project. I was doing a, a book on tape for somebody, like an audio book for right. somebody. Uh, and they said I kind of always pictured him as being a, a Kevin Pollock voice. I'm like. But Kevin Pollock by himself doesn't really have a voice. It's Kevin Pollock right. does other voices. Right. Like, yeah, but I always like his sarcasm. Okay, so he's snarky. <laughs> Fine. Right, yeah. I can do snarky. That's easy if that's all you meant. Snarky. But I discovered where he had his own show for a bit, I guess, and he interviewed uh, Titus Welliver. I put it on my... Uh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Where yeah. I didn't know how good Titus Welliver could do... He could do one... Of, of, uh, yeah. of uh, Al Pacino. Right. But he's and, like, and, and, which and generation yeah. of Al Pacino? Like, he did the early, younger version, right. then a middle-aged... Right. It's great. And, it's and, it's and, awesome. And uh, the wife, Mrs. BK, is one of those people who cannot... It's hard for her to watch anything past a certain point with Al Pacino because she goes, all he does now is a caricature of himself now in films. And he goes, I don't like that. She goes, I loved him in The Godfather mm-hmm. in his early career. But once he reached that self-aware whatever, and he's like, oh, we're coming out. And mm-hmm. we're just uh, yelling our, uh, ooh-ah. And he's just yelling everything. I'm like, yeah, he <laughs> kind of just does woman. that and everything now. Well, so. he got an Academy Award for that. Figured, right. You know, maybe I should just do this with everything. But <laughs> but he was really good in Heat, the movie with Al Kilmer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Robert De Niro. That was a great movie. He only he blew really up a good. couple times, but it was it was warranted. Right. When him him and De Niro having the conversation that's a in the great restaurant. Movie. Oh, it is. Heat's a great film. Michael Mann. That's Mister. Uh, that's Mister. Miami Vice mm-hmm. director doing that. He's right. uh, he's he, well, he's a great director. But it is a good movie. And, and speaking of Val, you did get to see the Val documentary Val was we talked great. about. It was a great show, and I'm interested in knowing. I wonder. We talked about it. I wonder if they're going to use the voice thing for him and Maverick. I wonder if they're going. That's where they're going to debut that. Going to debut it in the film. Technology. That's great. Thanks for here, being here. Welcome back. It was great to be back. We had a good time last weekend, but uh, you were missed as usual. Speaking on there, we're going to take a one-week break, but I'll be back Saturday. Catch me on the podcast. Catch me on the Fistful of Radio for the BK Replay. I'm out there. Just search for BK on there. You can hear the podcast any, any just about anywhere. All's quiet in Sparkle City, Captain Cleanup. Not quite, Kid Coolid. Look there. Okay, okay, we're taking over the neighborhood, see? You, Big Daddy Dirt Pile, drop candy and gum wrappers. And you, Sammy the Slop, throw empty cans around. And you, Filthy Frank, foul up the water in the air. Stop! You'll not mess up this town. No! That's it, boys. We're through. (laughs) That's where you belong, in the waste can. Make all America Sparkle City. Put litter in its place.